another glorious Friday here in Boston. Wait, I say that every time, don't I, Roland? Actually, you said it just an hour ago. <laughs> That's true. Two podcasts in the same day, although we're going to release them probably a week apart, so it won't seem like that. But yeah, two in one day. This one is an inbound. I know. We like when people reach out to us through the site. I love inbounds, especially ones who are persistent and say nice things to us on the Twitters. And that would be today's guest, Justin Zimmerman of TheRedX.com. He is the director of content. He sent a really nice tweet on the Twitters, which I missed because I'm not on Twitter all the time, embarrassingly. And for some reason, my alert got caught in the spam filter. Does that happen to you, Roland? Can't say that it has happened to me. It's just really embarrassing. Anyways, I pinged him back. He pinged me back, and here we are today. He's going to tell us about everything. He's got a long story of, of how he is a content marketer, and he started as a copywriter, and all the great things that Agile's done for him has changed his life. Well, it'll be good to check in on another content marketer. It's been a while since we had somebody That's on the true. show. That and is it, true. And it is, let's not forget probably the single most common use case that we're seeing in in the marketing function so at least among our small sample size of 60 or so interviews yeah yeah that is true that's true well let's ring up justin justin you there i'm here hey great welcome to the podcast hey glad you guys could have me and really excited to be here with you guys well, I just wanted to apologize first because you sent a tweet to me and I completely missed it. And it was like three weeks later or something like that. I responded to it. I don't want our listeners to think that if they send us a tweet that Roland and I are going to completely ignore them. But the takeaway here, Frank, is that they should probably just tweet me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or send an email or send us a post on our website. But the good news, it's an inbound in a conversation with someone who's got a pretty interesting story. And yeah. um, Justin, do you want to kick us off and just tell us a little bit about yourself and maybe how you got to the idea of Agile? I would start by talking about a concept I came up with. I'm sure other people have thought about it in these terms before, but kind of like independent invention. I was sitting there, uh, a former copywriter, still a copywriter, and have ascended to the great ranks of content director in the last couple of years. And uh, when I started to think about what goes into creating content, I'm like, this seems really, as I started to unravel the the, the backwards action towards how, uh, how content is produced, I realized that content is a product. It is no different than a software product. It's no different than a physical, tangible product, that there are inputs and things you need to understand and break down and create a systematic process into transforming something that a customer would be interested in purchasing and or consuming, reading or writing, and then turning that into an output, the product, that they get the value from. And so I just kind of popped into my head one one year and uh, I've been relentlessly pursuing the uh, articulation of that concept uh, for a long time now. And so Agile uh, really came, uh, I guess, at the tail end of things. I've heard of Agile. I've heard it used and misused. Uh, places I've worked before, people would say Agile is just a way to uh, sanction madness and changing direction all the time. And I'm like, I don't think that's what Agile means. And uh, as I've you know, worked towards a, uh, a productized methodology of creating content, uh, Agile just became like the natural extension of how to transform the ideas into action. Just kind of a postscript to that, I was actually sitting on the train ride home and I heard some software developers talking about uh, production methodologies. And I took my earphones off and I looked over at the book that they were holding in their hands 
and it was like um, the the lean production methodology by Toyota, and I just Googled that, and then from there, mm-hmm. maybe that was uh, six or eight months ago, I came. and from there, uh, like everything I do, uh, I an idea grabs hold in my mind, and I just buy every book, read every article, find every podcast, and consume as much as I possibly can until I'm competent in being able to talk about it. So that's how I came to Agile. We're in the nascent stages of it here at the company. We have a a new team that we've been building around uh, this uh, content as a product methodology. And uh, when I got your guys' book, heard your guys' podcast, I was just so excited. I wanted to reach out and let you know how I'm applying it and how much I value what you guys are doing. Well, thank you. Uh, I mean, it's great to hear that you're getting value from the show. And uh, sounds like you're at the beginning of a pretty exciting journey. I love it when I hear people kind of help shatter the skepticism out there in the marketing function about the relevance of Agile to our work. Because I think there is still a decent amount of skepticism among executives. You know, we're one of our goals here is to break break that down a little bit and make it easier for folks like you to start demonstrating the the value and the benefit of Agile within their group. Content is an area you know that we've uh, certainly talked with folks about before. Uh, as I mentioned uh, to Frank at the top, it's probably one of the first areas where we see Agile being applied within uh, marketing functions. Mm-hmm. So. I'm particularly interested to hear from you a little bit about what your first steps were as somebody who, as you described, are pretty self-directed um, in an mm-hmm. entrepreneurial about starting this up. So what are the things yeah. that you gleaned from your online research and that you started with? The first initial win that we, we've got with Agile is the transformation of the uh, executives' view of marketing and content in the company from be- from being a, a kind of on-demand service agency provider to a uh, on par with, and in some areas, I know some people in the company are listening. To, in some ways, maybe even exceeding the uh, the uh, the software side, the, the the traditional use of agile, because we are a software company, um, and so when we talk about putting agile practices into place, they're already familiar with those. And so we kind of have a, a kind of an advantage built into the company culture of being a software company. But well, one of the things I found in pursuing, uh, even just mentioning Agile, uh, we're kind of a mix of Scrums and Kanban, uh, some uh, variations in there, uh, some Scrumbon, uh, is that once we started to um, articulate our viewpoints, just articulating them through the viewpoint of Agile and laying things out in an Agile way, uh, meaning like our dashboards, um, our Kanban—I'm sorry, yeah, our Kanban boards—and structuring our work that way, that we could present that to the executive team, where they're like, "Oh, I see where they're going with this." And eventually, we got to the point where instead of being this on-demand service provider, we've received kind of the the, the holy buffer of of protection to set our roadmaps, to pick our priorities, to have the option to schedule where things do or don't fall in our our, our new roadmap. And allowing the team to focus on getting good at getting into the cycles, getting into the cadence, getting into the routines of uh, basically increasing our velocity. So what's the conversation look like when you go to your boss or your boss's boss and say, hey, we want to change the way that we work? No more, no, no, no more marketing plan. Death to the marketing plan. Yeah, yeah, long yeah. Live, long live agile. Death to the marketing plan. What does yeah, that conversation uh, sound like? The, the first conversation is uh, you, you don't have that conversation at first. 
my, I guess, secret has been I've just been tinkering around with kind of experimental uh, ways to get to the point where I could present what that looks like. So the, um, the, the real starting point, what I've seen is uh, whatever tool you're using, uh, even if, I mean, hopefully you're using a tool to manage what you're already doing to then structure it in a way that shows, because what, what, uh, let me answer that question in the way that makes sense for this, for this company. Uh, we had uh, tops and smarts, which is like a, a traditional planning method that helped grow the company to a certain size. I think the company here grew to a certain size that it outgrew that as a planning method to the point where now the marketing department was big enough to have its own tops and smarts. And so instead of being from a directorial executive top-down approach, we started realizing that uh, if we organized our work in a way that looked like tops and smarts, then they'd be like, oh, I see what you're doing. I see how that fits with the company's vision and mission. And therefore, there was this kind of release. It sounds like you did a bunch of work on your own as a way of preparing for some of the conversations that you were planning to have with other executives at the team when you could actually show them something to give them a sense. Yes. As soon as, as soon as they saw our dashboards, which I spent, you know, kind of, it was a side project of my own to help kind of organize what we all, and that, I think that's the other big thing uh, uh, is don't try to go like full scrum, full Kanban and like just jump into it, at least from the, the position we, I sit in and where we sit in at our company size, our team size, you know, our, our, our heuristics is to kind of play around with something that you can get a prototype and demonstrate it to somebody on your team first. And that's what I did is I set up these dashboards. I'd call people into my office and they'd be like, hey, you know, check this out. How does this work? And I'd roll out a dashboard to like one person on the team and play with tasks back and forth to see how they got a, a feel for it. And then once they were like, cool, then I invited a couple more people and then kind of kind of slowly, stealthily, everybody on the team was using these things. And then it just became clear that the work was uh, transparent. And then once we had that transparency, and, and all I did was we didn't have uh, like planning meetings. We didn't have sprint planning meetings. We still don't have them yet, but that is really, that's coming very soon. It was just taking the already existing chaos of what we were doing ad hoc and then just providing visibility to it mm -hmm. that allowed us to group things into a, a way that people could see. And that, that's really what it came down to is just presenting things in a way that uh, the people above you can see what you're doing. And then when they see like, oh yeah, they're getting those things done. They know the capacity. We don't have work in progress limits, but we're starting to think about in terms of an, a, a particular metric that we're, we're looking at in a, on the content side is hours per thousand words. And we realize that each one of our production stages of workflow is a certain amount of time per thousand words. And then kind of like story points, you know, there's only so many thousands of words that we can do a week across the whole board and going to be able to handle this drone. Can you give us a sense of what your agile process looks like today? We have, we're, we're about a hundred person company. Uh, the marketing team is about eight of us now. We're kind of in the forming and storming parts of team formation. And our agile process is basically there's the Kanban board and we're at, we're, we're in the process of burning off our non agile workflow or agile tasks right now. And so what I can speak to is where we're going with it. And so the, the, the workflow itself uh, helps give us transparency at the end of 
Uh, and so instead of doing a retrospective every week, we actually kind of have a mini retrospective every day. And so uh, we're trying to get to the point where uh, the CMO and I are meeting every Monday right now because we're just not at a point where we're like having long sprint planning meetings and what we're putting into the into the the system to to load up. Uh, and so we're burning off that that stuff. And so we're having somewhat weekly meetings on Monday to talk about where things are um, and who's going to be working on what and what is what's changed in priorities. And then we go inside the, uh, we have the, the, the team dashboard, we have the individual dashboard, and we have the roadmap dashboard. We go into the roadmap dashboard, we look at the priorities that we've set at the beginning of the quarter, and we're saying, okay, where are we are with those? Which ones are stuck? Who needs to work on what? And then we have our, our Monday, Monday morning meetings where kind of we talk about what we're trying to accomplish this week. Uh, some of those things, like I said, have already, were like pre-agile. You know, we're just kind of burning off past tasks and just moving them th through. through. Um, but then uh, we have, I wouldn't call it a stand-up meeting because we're sitting down. Uh, it's a, it's a sit-down. Uh, we've, we've gone from like a 45-minute meeting, which was painful. So we're getting close to about a 15 to 20-minute meeting every day where we go around the room and I open up the team dashboard and I say, OK, let's look at the completed column. What did we get done yesterday? And uh, we read through the accomplishments. And uh, for the room, kind of like I said, it's a mini retrospective on a daily basis right now. Then we move into the today column, which is all the things that everybody moves into the work for they're going to be working on today. And we just kind of go around the room and ask, are there any challenges? Are you stuck on anything? And I kind of act as a, a mix of a scrum master and product owner with the CMO. So, uh, and then we just kind of go through the things that people are challenged with for the day, and then uh, we break, and then everyone, go, everyone goes off, and we have these things called post-huddles, which are kind of like, you know, uh, if there needs further, deeper attention on whatever that person's working on that they may be stuck on or need help or approval, uh, we have these kind of like post-huddle meetings, and then everyone's uh, getting their stuff done for the day. As you are starting to do this, you mentioned that you did a bunch of research online. I assume that you you came across Kanban and Scrum. You mentioned that you're kind of combining those methods. You talked about your version of the stand-up meeting, in your case, the sit-down meeting. Maybe you can talk a little bit about what drove you to sort of choose the the elements of Kanban and Scrum that you did? Why did you start, you know, where you did with a specific set of practices? That's a good question. Uh, and I think it's a simple one to answer as well as I, I, I think by nature, most marketing teams are running off of a Kanban mentality is things are flowing, things are popping in, and people are just getting whatever happens next up from the queue. Uh, so that's kind of like, hey, I got this idea. We just got this opportunity. This email needs to be written, you know. And and so, by definition, I think we're Kanban as a as a, as a group. Um, and then the Scrum elements are um, what we're shifting towards. I mean, we're already doing Monday morning. We're already doing daily huddles. They just weren't structured around the concept of what a Scrum master would do, and they weren't all focusing everybody on the same thing at the same time. And so the point we're pivoting towards as a, as a, as a Scrum Kanban team, uh, the Scrum elements, we, we, what we like about that, at least what we think we like about that, is uh, the product owner and I, a CMO, I guess that the two of us together are the product owners. You know, we're looking at our strategic uh, dashboard and we're saying, okay, what things can we break down 
and put into the the system for this next two weeks that we think we can get done. And then letting the Kanban elements of uh, our dashboards pull from that. So are you maintaining a backlog and, and grooming that yes. backlog? How do you handle the difference? You know, it's a difference between software developers doing agile and marketing do- developers doing agile. In a software team, you get to the end of the one week or two week, whatever the, the duration of your sprint is, and then you you raise your hands up in victory because you release mm-hmm. some piece. Everyone, mm-hmm. you know, everyone integrates the code, and then you demo the feature and everything. In marketing teams, not everyone is necessarily working on the exact same thing. It's not one product we're all working on necessarily because mm-hmm. I, I know the team that I'm currently playing product owner for, we've got seven, eight people on that team and we're all, everyone's working on multiple things in parallel with a lot of overlap, but it's, do you guys get to the end of that sprint and go, Hey, look, here's our deliverables. Or are you still sticking more with the continuous flow and and kind of going from there? The eventuality of that is going to be kind of an 80, 20 mix. And I'm not trying to reference the Pareto principle. I'm just saying, I think, uh, or it could be even last, maybe 70, 30, where, uh, 30%, I think we're just always going to have like a buffer for unexpected Kanban flow interruption style sure. stuff. And that makes sense, um, right? A lot of people I know go down that path of where they save some spare capacity. And I had Jeff Sutherland, the father of Scrum, speak two weeks ago. And he actually said, look, you got to save some capacity for your for unexpected or unplanned work. Kind of my process of content as a product is we're trying to visualize, uh, and, and this is, I think, the, the closest thing I can come to with comparing marketing and development as a similar product as a content is um, there's a, a methodology that we're forming around creating a, a content ecosystem. And this content ecosystem is made of epics, multiple epics. And when we do one epic, it's like, uh, and I think one of the challenges is focusing the whole team to complete one thing that we can all publish or all work on in parts that all equals to something bigger. And so instead of it being a disparate part of a, a blogs and a disparate webinar and a disparate ebook that are all you know uh, asynch- asynchronously created and unrelated, uh, we have a, a content production process that aligns all of that stuff when you assemble it into um, kind of a complete product and experience. So to what degree are you actually iterating on content then? That's one of the things that we're really excited to implement with um, with the agile processes is that we have feedback loops that we've built qualitative and quantitative ones. They, they give us the customer's inform- uh, depending on where it is in the buyer's journey, if you want to look at it that way, uh, we'll get uh, emails and surveys We'll look at analytics and we'll see who's consuming what. And we'll start to, um, at the end of one cycle or publication, see the feedback we got um, to then improve upon the next release. Uh, And there's a couple of ways that we're looking at this. One, we really just uh, do simple like, hey, tell us what your biggest problem is. And we get these, you know, hundred and some odd responses back from our customers. And we'll do a piece of content on that from them. And then we'll follow up and see what the next round of things are for the customers who have further questions. Well, Justin, believe it or not, our time has flown by. Oh my it's, goodness. I know. It's been a great conversation. We appreciate you jumping on on the podcast with us today. And just as a reminder to our listeners, you can find the Marketing Agility Podcast on iTunes. We are also at agilemarketingblog.com if you want to be on the podcast like Justin and you have a story you want to tell. 
stop by the website, fill out the form, and Roland and I will get back to you in sooner than two weeks. Uh, much sooner <laughs> than two weeks. So thanks to everyone out there, and please stay agile.